Hello, Aaron. Hello. So this is our in three talks. This is in three talks eleven. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, I know you did a short video uh, recently. Mm -hmm. You talked about success. Success. Tell us a little bit more about it. What? How do you define success? And um, what are your metrics? What are your measurements of success? Um, I define success differently now than I did before. <laughs> before sex, uh, not sex. Before success, <laughs> before success, um, to me was more about an emotional state and feeling. Um, but now, as I've gone th through my entrepreneurial journey, I want to com combine financial success with emotional success. And I think making that transition from someone who, who in the past you would say worked in the social impact space. Um, to now, you know, with the support of my advisors and my business partners, I'm, I'm comfortable with the understanding that it's okay to make some money and then still do some positive things. So that's kind of where I am now. Um, and also kind of starting to, you know, eat my own dog food around this whole thing of this, uh, social media likes, influencers, followers is, is, is a level of success that some people subscribe to. Um, but in the end, unless you're able to convert those into sales or some other sort of, to me, monetary value, since that's where I am now, um, it's, it's, I won't say it's insignificant, but it's not a priority. Hmm. So this talks will be a little bit more focused on, uh, gaming, gaming. because something that we talked about, something that you have mm -hmm. already guided me towards getting more informed about, especially, um, for people of, uh, underrepresented mm -hmm. communities. So one, tell us a little bit of your own background about gaming. How long have you been playing? I remember the okay. first Nintendo and Micah. So to me, Atari. interestingly enough, I wasn't one, I, like I didn't game as a child. Mm -hmm. right? I didn't actually get into gaming until the very first Xbox. And so um, interestingly enough, I bought the very first Xbox because it was when I first moved to Virginia and I didn't know anybody here. <laughs> and so I bought the first Xbox. I bought the first Madden. I bought Halo. And it was just a way that I consumed, you know, just burned time. But um, as I've gotten older, I've I, my kind of interest in gaming was associated to my interest in technology. A lot of technologists, coders, also game are kind of in that space. And, you know, just got fascinated by it. It also, you know, some people would argue it's a way to kind of escape kind of this world. You can go live in this other world and play and do things. But... You know, looking at it from where we are now, it's about, you know, opportunity, mm -hmm. jobs, opportunity, entertainment. It's a huge, I mean, it's a huge, huge entertainment industry. Interesting enough, I found out the other day that uh, Montgomery County is pretty high up in jobs and money around gaming, which I did not even oh, know. Um, yes, I found that very surprising also. Bethesda Games is up there, and then the parent company of Bethesda Games is also based up there. Um, and so... Uh, that was an interesting fact that I definitely have to do a little more research on because I, I just simply didn't know that. They said behind L.A. and maybe one other company, and then you have Montgomery County, Maryland. Yeah. Oh, wow, yes, interesting. That, that, that is very, very, very that, interesting. That is very because interesting. we're so close from, from yes, D.C. Yes, yes. Uh, that is also trying to uh, be a gaming and That's uh, That's what city. I found surprising about it is mm -hmm. that D.C., which doesn't have a lot of like gaming jobs, careers here, is like pushing heavy and hard into gaming. They're building a gaming mm -hmm. arena. They have leagues. But then you have Montgomery County, Maryland that has a huge gaming company in it. And you haven't really heard much from Maryland around gaming. Mm -hmm. right? So that was interesting. 
So, you know, uh, the gaming industry, I know you have this program called It's Not Just a Game. And it's not just a game. Give us a little brief about it. I know you've mentioned it in the past, but if somebody wanted to learn about it, it's not just a game. What is it? In, in summary, it really is based on a name. It's not just a game. The whole idea is to raise awareness to folks that there are... Um, the gaming industry is a, a huge industry, just like the entertainment industry. Actually, I would say gaming is part of now uh, the entertainment industry where... Um, there's the people who play the games, there's the people who build the games, there's the people that produce the games. Just like there's a whole industry around gaming. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you want to be specific, separating gaming from a whole industry around esports also, which is actually competitive gaming where there's leagues and there's teams and um, stadiums being built now and fans and um, kind of branding and promotional materials and like. All of that stuff that exists around every other major sport, now they're doing it around esports. So, um, and there's tons of money to be made in it. Mm. And uh, it's not just a game, it's around raising awareness around that and trying to figure out what we can do to ensure um, or to do our part around uh, making sure the game industry is more diverse and inclusive. But going back to what we said earlier, while making money. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> while making money. And, and the point is that we believe there's a big enough pie that um, everyone should be able to eat. Mm-hmm. So, for, you know, you have a big space here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've held a few gaming events. Yes. So, based on your experience and because you're a player as well, mm-hmm. and you, I know you mentioned that you play with your son. Yes. So, two things that perhaps you can explore is, one, why you're holding these gaming spaces events. Not just about the awareness side, but more from the playing side, the interaction mm-hmm. side. And then father and son playing, mm-hmm. you know, you can create a community out of mm-hmm. it. You can create a relationship. So the interaction side of gaming. Interesting. I'll give it some news today. Mm-hmm. So there was actually a story that I heard on CNN today about a um, two kids. They played video games together. And uh, in the mic, one kid said, today's the day I want to do it. Like he was going to kill himself. Oh my god! And the kid on the other end called the suicide hotline number for the kid, and then kept the kid on the. Uh, I believe I'm telling the story right. You can probably Google it and find the CNN. And kept the kid on the line long enough and kind of calmed him down. Oh right? wow! So this is a person that they probably never met in real life, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But through this kind of online interaction, which we all are familiar with, people have friends that they've never met before online. Yeah. You know, he was able to save this kid's life, and it, it was too gaming. But to get back to what you were saying is that um, there is a whole separate community that exists around that. There are, there are. I have friends who I've never met in my life. I've probably never even spoken to, but I play video games with. Um, my son made uh, contacts with folks that he plays video games with online, and then he happened to meet them in real life, and then now they're kind of working on doing this remote podcasting together. So they're like building this whole relationship completely online, completely centered around gaming. Um, also, I listened to a podcast by, um, I, actually, I think it is name, the guy who does play VS. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, a point that he was making is that, you know, gaming slash esports is almost a great equalizer, right? Um, pretty much anyone could play it, right? Yeah. You, no, but the point is, like he was yeah. saying, is you look at like... Um, some of the other sports out there, there's an assumption that you need to have some sort of physical capability, like mm. um, strength, quickness, speed, all these other things. And so a lot of folks self-select out. Right. Um, right. As for gaming, 
you know, pretty much anyone can at least give it a try and play, mm. right? And so it, it's kind of, for lack of a word, almost a more exclusive, um, exclu inclusive sport mm -hmm. that anyone can play it. The other point is that, um, forgetting what I was about to say, I forget what the point is. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's, um, so the e-gaming, the, the gaming, e-gaming, mm, yeah. what what's, what's the difference? I know. To me, when I think when people say e-gaming, they're kind of leaning more towards kind of e-sports, mm -hmm. um, which is now becoming kind of more of a competitive thing where, like I said, teams are being built, money is being made, as opposed to the more casual gamers. Mm -hmm. um, my opinion, though, is that uh, there's still a lot more to do to bring casual gamers on board um, and create a community or ecosystem that they can feel comfortable being part of, which is one of the challenges that, we, that we're working through now with the stuff we're doing it's not just a game i mean we get the heart i don't want to say hardcore gamers but we get the people who live and breathe gaming to come out to these events there's usually a couple of casual gamers that are kind of on the fringes they're kind of there because they like it mm -hmm. but it's like if you walked in the room and even if you weren't a gamer and you just kind of observed for 15 20 minutes you'd be able to tell immediately who are the people that this is like very, very serious thing to them, mm -hmm. and who are the people? It was just more casual. It's more for fun. I think probably the better term is competitive versus casual. Interesting. The um, you know, in terms of the uh, gaming industry, I know you've been focused in uh, bringing awareness and educating mm -hmm. the community about not just being a consumer, but, but also. Okay, so talk, talk to us a little bit. So, so as you said, we've had um, uh, large events with panels. Uh, free-to-play game and gaming competitions. Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that we want to do that kind of marries our two different programs, which is the Futures Written in Code, which is about technology training and support, um, and it's not just a game, is to create um, some uh, introduction to game programming to kind of help, you know, once again, bridge that gap. Uh, to let folks who are potentially passionate about gaming, a little bit interested in programming, you know, learn how to potentially build their own game. Mm -hmm. So why do you believe that it's important? Because, uh, you know, most of uh, the underrepresented community is always underrepresented, mm -hmm. given the fact that we're not ahead of the game in terms of integrating in spaces as investors. Okay. So if, based on your readings, based on, on, on uh, what you, you know, uh, who would you say that is investing in from the black community, for instance? I think so from, from uh, the black community, what you're finding is athletes and entertainers are investing. Um, they have the capital, um, specifically a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes are younger guys. They came up playing video games and now they have money to invest in something that they can connect to. I mean, a lot of folks when you talk about investing, they say invest in what you know, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so you're a young guy, recently graduated from college, you know, professional sports, maybe five, six years in, signed a big million, couple million dollar contract and you want to kind of diversify, you know gaming. Mm -hmm. It it's almost seems like it makes sense to do it. I, I think you see also a lot more of uh, entertainers and musicians, specifically for the black community, also kind of investing in um, you know gaming and esports because it kind of fits. A, a lot of them are moving into this kind of branding influencer space, yeah. um, and so that kind of fits with what's happening in the music industry. And then if you take it to the next level from a business perspective, I mean, it, let's talk about the uh, the two folks that just left Twitch and went to Mixer, right? So these guys got paid million dollars to leave Twitch and go broadcast exclusively on Mixer, right? Now, 
Microsoft did not pay these guys a million dollars uh, for nothing. They mm -hmm. want their eyeballs on their platform, right. right? So I'm certain these guys have um, agents, <laughs> right? They got a slew of agents, slew of lawyers, Nine all the people. Broke. They have like a whole ecosystem around identifying this talent and figuring out how to monetize them, mm -hmm. right? Which is very similar to the music industry, right? You go, you find raw talent, you cultivate it, you figure out a market, promote, brand them, mm -hmm. and everybody eats all around them. Mm -hmm. um, you don't see a lot of people of color and women getting paid those dollars. Actually, I, I'm, if you ask someone to name a well-known female streamer, I bet it would be really hard for them to name. I'll be the last one to name one. <laughs> and and let, yeah. ask them to name a well-known streamer of color. You probably have the exact same thing. Oh, interesting. And if you start to think about it, you know numbers better than me, right? Like, mm -hmm. how many people of color are mm -hmm. there in the world? Right. Right? And I bet folks would be hard-pressed to name one person of color who's a well-known streamer who could command that type of money. Now, I would argue that that's because the people in that community haven't figured out how to appropriately monetize and promote them in the mm -hmm. I'm certain they're out there, mm -hmm. right? Um, the same way, I won't say a black person, I'll say a woman. Let's yeah. say a woman. So yeah. I don't, it's not always about me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would say that there's probably a pretty large audience for a female streamer mm -hmm. amongst females, mm -hmm. right? Because women and girls would like to see someone that looks like them same interest as them, you know, online streaming. Why isn't there a very well-known woman streamer being promoted and marketed? I mean, we could draw analogies to other sports, so let's use women's soccer, for example. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. As successful as they were, they were still going to be paid less than that. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about what happened in tennis, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the big tennis? Was it Wimbledon? Yes, Wimbledon. Right? Yeah. So Serena... Crushing it, yeah. Still, but whose winning pool was more? No. Right. Men, men always the. Um, that gender equity thing is an yes. issue everywhere. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And, and and I think that you know the gaming industry it's mm. still relatively new, and so it's mm. like let's is it possible for us to say hey we've seen all these other issues in these other sports that they're now trying to unwind. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just try and get this one right? as close from the start as possible, mm -hmm. instead of kind of waiting till things get crazy and then trying to fix it. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you could draw a lot of analogies mm -hmm. from the other sports leagues, right? If people start to look at it that way. The interesting thing is the owners in the other sports leagues mm -hmm. have already figured this out, right, right? right? And so they're the ones investing heavily in creating these other teams in esports because they already know, they know the game. So last week, I had something that we talked about is um, there was a show, the Saturday, I think it's a Sunday morning show that had featured the gaming, uh, how there's young guys, gaming team. Uh, and you had already also sent me an article about this young gaming team. Like you, you mentioned yes. it earlier. Yes. Um, talk to us a little bit more about that. And then also for people who don't know, what's Twitch and what's oh, Mixer, oh, right? So uh, if someone never yes. heard of it. So if you've never heard of it, Twix and Mixer are streaming platforms. It's Mixer.com. Mixer is owned by Microsoft. Twitch is actually owned by Amazon, interestingly enough. Mm. And even more interestingly enough, it's uh, Twitch came out of Justin TV for people who are really like old school, mm -hmm. which actually came out of Social Cam. That's way, really way great. back. Yes, this it was like, way back. Yeah. So it's all the same. Yeah. This is Michael Seibel. This oh, is all his stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So Google him if you don't know yeah. who he is also. Right. But it's all yes. connected. So they came up with Twitch and um, 
and then Amazon bought it very early on. So Amazon was like the first one in the game. They wanted Twitch to focus in the gaming space to kind of compete with YouTube to put eyeballs. YouTube mm-hmm. has now started to make like a lot of <laughs> like I can make about this. Yeah, a lot do. of people, a lot of um, so now YouTube once they realized that Twitch was taken off mm-hmm. has switched to heavily try to you know, streamers and gaming also. And now Facebook's trying to also, Facebook actually has a streaming platform also because they're trying to get gamers to stream on their platform. Wait, pause here. <laughs> Facebook, you said YouTube, well, YouTube was always yes. a video YouTube streaming was, yeah, platform right. as well. And then Twitch came on board and Twitch focuses mostly on gaming. Then YouTube has started to make a heavy push in gaming also. And um, Facebook as well? Facebook now has a gaming platform also they're trying to get into it. And I actually read recently oh, wow. that there's this artist who's created his own platform african-american black guy called caffeine mm-hmm. um who says he's not really trying to compete with them he's just trying to create a space for people of color to kind of stream and gaming and all sorts of sports so it says same streaming platform the caffeine one yes oh lovely okay um we are getting close to our 17 minutes 18 minutes mm-hmm. uh talk. so we definitely are going to continue about mm-hmm. this gaming uh because it's uh you have this thing called it's not just a game yes. program um and if someone wants to ping you follow you uh, what, what, how, what would so you close? So we're N3DC for everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or www.in3dc.com. You can hit us up on. Also, what we're doing now is if you go to us on Apple, Apple Podcasts or any platform, leave a comment, give us some feedback. And then DM me at N3DC with the information. We'll send you out a T-shirt uh, because we appreciate you listening and giving us your feedback. Wonderful.